I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Mark Boris Podcast. Oh, this is our first podcast of the year. Uh, so, good morning. It's a crap day, pretty shitty down there. Uh, lots of grey, lots of rain. Anyway, glad to be back. It's, it's something I look forward to doing, and it's going to be a great year, 2016. And I hope you guys got all your goals set up, because goal setting is one of the most important things. And uh, but before I t- get on that, I just want to touch on what I see is going to happen this year in terms of the economy. Um, resources in for a tough time. Australia's been a asset class. Uh, uh, reliant country. One of the asset classes we've always relied on is our resource industry. So resource is going to do it tough this year because the commodity prices aren't going to really do much off the back of China and India, um, not having as great a demand for infrastructure and uh, really relying on their own domestic, building their own domestic demand for goods and services. So we're not going to be able to uh, take advantage of uh, the, uh, any sort of resource boom in this country to build, build, off, build our gross domestic product. Um, in terms of our local economy, um, other asset classes like, uh, for example, like construction industry, housing, et cetera, um, our regulators decided to put a damper on that. And uh, as a result of that, um, we're not going to get the, – the property industry is not going to be flying. Now, you might get pockets in Sydney which are going to do better than everywhere else in the country, but overall I don't expect to see anything happening in terms of uh, property prices. That's outstanding. So I think we'll still get property increases, but I don't think it's going to be anything outstanding. As a result of that, we're not going to get the demand for housing that we've had before. As a result of not having demand for housing as we've had before, we're not going to get as good an outcome for the retailers who normally stock new houses. We're not going to get as good as a result for the uh, companies like Boral, et cetera, who you know, where you buy all the materials to build a new house, bricks and gyprock and all that sort of stuff, concrete. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I think the economy is going to sort of bubble along slowly. Um, gross domestic product, which is, you know, the measure for how well Australia is going as well as is most other countries in the developed, nat- in the developed nations in the world, um, probably won't hit the numbers that it wanted to hit. US is probably going to do better than everywhere else. It's going to probably outperform the better than the rest of the world. As a result of that, the US dollar is going to get better. So we're going to have a number of headwinds that are going to be affecting our growth. So just... Sit pat, um, uh, make sure that you optimise your business, whatever your business is. Um, plan for growth but don't actually execute on growth at the moment. What I mean by this, don't go spending too much money on, on your growth prospects at the moment. If you're a startup, 
Um, make sure that you get in the face of all the people around that are going to be um, presenting themselves to invest in your business because I think we're going to get a wave of liquidity into Australia as a result of what White Roy and the Prime Minister are doing in terms of innovation. We're going to get a wave of money coming into this country, so they're going to be looking for investment. So if you're a startup or you're a, a new business looking for, for investment, start to get in front of everybody get and get into their face because that won't last forever. Those things don't last forever, um, and I think that's sort of quite important. So overall, property prices down. Um, or not growing at the same rate they have grown in the past. Pockets will do well. Uh, don't become a, a property speculator. If you're buying property, do it for the long term. If you've got a job, don't be looking to uh, screw your uh, employer because that's what happens at this time. Everybody wants a pay rise. Don't be looking at that. Just be happy you got your job. Make that decision later on in the year. Um, unemployment sort of is around the right number, so I don't. You know, there's lots of choices for employees. So just be careful what you're doing, um, and enjoy your year. Um, I, I think that. We've gone into previous years and with much better, much better um, tailwinds, and uh, you know, and we've been pushed through the year, not through basic fundamentals, just just because we've just got momentum, and I think the momentum is going to stop. So, let's be smart and play carefully. What, what about how to maintain momentum, Dad? You, you talked to me and, and your other children about setting and maintaining goals for the year. I think a lot of you know, giving us the first show back. Um, you know, a, lo- a lot of people in the form of a New Year's resolution or, or whatever else may have you are setting goals for themselves professionally. Um, but I, what I see, you know, two or three months into the year, a lot of those goals drop away and, they, you know, they either forget or they're not hitting those targets and they sort of give up on those goals. How do you, how do you stay focused? How do you I – mean, any, any tips for the crowd? Yeah, I, I have – and I, I think <clears> – I mean, I, I often get criticised for this in, in the family environment and I get criticised this generally in my work environment. Um, as you know, Nick, I have a um, – what I consider to be a healthy dose of paranoia um, – so I'm always questioning um, the potential for my outcomes. So I'm always thinking to myself, I've got a problem or there's a problem arising, so I better get ready for it. So I'm a market reader. I like to read markets. I like to see where the, I think the market's going to go. And I do that with, with what I say is a healthy dose of paranoia. Some people think it's an unhealthy dose of paranoia. I don't think you can run a business today um, with the volatility that we see in our environments today without feeling as though something's always going to go wrong. So... I'm not one of those guys necessarily just sticks to his plan. I'm always reassessing the plan mm. and I'm reassessing it on the conservative side. And that's my my paranoia's work for me because um, I take the view <clears throat> if in tough times you can have this paranoia and you can keep yourself rolling, then when the good times come, you don't have to try too hard. It just comes, drops in and, 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 mm. and you're just hoping the good times coming in as a bonus. The rest of the time is just toughing it out day to day. And survivorship is about good good levels of paranoia. So... Survive, survive, survive. Don't think it's always about booms. <clears throat> Too many people in this country are all momentum-based investors or momentum-based workers, and they're always looking for where the momentum is, and they're just chasing sort of rainbows, in my view. And d- don't, don't worry about endpoints either. I mean, like the fact that it's a new year, it doesn't matter. It's I mean, irrelevant. If you, if, I mean, three months ago, if you wanted to do something, you should have started doing it. You've got to do yeah. it. Get off, get, yeah. off your, get off your ass and do it now. Yeah. <clears throat> Make it happen and continue to make it happen. Mm. So just the fact you've started doesn't mean anything. Mm. Once you start it, that's when you've got to get paranoia. So no writing a year off. Or like if, there's, if, if, you're not, if you're not there by, you know, September or, or August of, of next year, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. And then and if you're not there by the 24th of December, keep going yeah. on the 28th. Yeah, exactly. Like I haven't had a break. Yeah. As you know, I've been here the whole time. Not, not trying to make myself some sort of hero, but I had shit to do. I've been doing it. Yeah. And like I'm here today. I'm doing it. I'm going to go to Adelaide next week, so I might miss you know, miss something or other next week, but it's not for holiday. 
Mm. And when the work's there to do, you do the work. One of the things that surprised me about Australia and Sydney in particular, everybody just disappears on mm. the 4th of December or they're something. Still, they're still gone. And yeah. it's, it's bloody amazing. I, don't, I, I tried I to book a restaurant last <coughs> night and they're not back to the 14th of, of January. Yeah, and that's great. <laughs> that's crazy. It's just up the road here, the yeah. cafes aren't open up until next sometime next week. I was, just, I was desperate for coffee when I was running up here because it's pissing down and running outside. I thought I'd get a quick coffee. just out the And it was yeah. all boarded up. Why do they do that? I asked um, the guy under my building. He's got a cafe, and you know Paul Jacobs. Mm-hmm. I said, I said, mate, why don't you stay open? Like, he, I said, a, he's, he's the manager there. I mean, he had some issues with his previous manager, so there's some other things going on. But generally, he just likes to close the joint, you know. And I was like, well, if if you if you have a manager in there and you're making, you know, you're still making money, you can go take a holiday and you let the place run. But even if you so, break an even, yeah. everyone else is closed. You're, you're dragging yeah, exactly. the demand into you. So Absolutely. you might as well break even. You could even take the view that I'm yeah, happy if I lose patterns. a couple hundred bucks a week yeah. because you're actually taking the demand away from when the time becomes good. Absolutely. I just think that, look, I think it's an Australian thing that we just say, oh, it's Christmas and we've got to take the kids away and it's a holiday and we've got to have yeah, to take yeah. two months off. It doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. Yeah. I mean, no. It just doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. And no. I think that's, we're lucky and what I said before earlier is because we have been dra- our economy has been dragged on by asset classes like commodities, mm. and we've had it real lucky. We are the lucky country, mm. but my view is those asset classes are not going to drag us long anymore, so we've got to get off our butt. It's, we're in a global economy now. We're not an Australian economy. We're a mm. global economy. We're competing with people around the world, yeah. and they do not take the same holidays we do. Yeah, there are people out there that want to work. They'll work. You know, like you can hire somebody to work for you over the Christmas break. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the, you know, I as a consumer want to consume. You know, like yeah, I, yeah. I actually, well, you want to consume more. I get the shits when like when in summer you're more open to consuming. Yeah. You know, like uh, you still want to have your coffee in the morning or your Absolutely. breakfast or, get, or take a chick out for dinner yeah. if, you, if you're that lucky. <laughs> have you been that lucky, Nick? I was pretty lucky last night, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> you want to tell us something? Hey. No, 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 no. This is a, this is a family show, so let's yeah. <laughs> not go down there. I'll let the Batuta boys write an article about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, just on that note, that uh, I don't know if you if you read the, the breaking news last night, but you're, you're getting sued by none other than uh, Elton John. Oh, I can't. I didn't know. I thought that was confident. I didn't realise it. That, that's out. That's that. The story broke last night. Actually, and we've got the, we've got the two journo's here that. Um, that, uh, that, I was that wondering who these story. two blokes were. Yeah, yeah, They're, uh, they don't they don't look like Jernos. One of them, one has got a he's a big, rather large fellow with a with a long beard. And, looks like a bear. And, <laughs> he's, he's, and the guy next to me looks like he's about to go to his job at the investment bank up the road. <laughs> he's got a he's got a. He looks a, like he works for the Liberal Party. <laughs> full bag of blue and blue. Yeah, actually, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> We've actually got a little sound clip. Like I'll let I'll let the boys uh, tell you about. But how the hell do they get onto the story? How do you guys get onto the story about Elton John? Oh, just it's just one of the perks of being the only. Uh, the last independent uh, newspaper in Australia, really. We don't have to bow to anyone. We'll, uh, but how'd you get the story, though? Like, uh, was it through Elton John's people? Did you speak, did you speak to Dad's lawyers? Yeah. No, no, we just who, chased the lead. Um, who, who's, Elton was who's in town last week? week and we were at a party and that's all yeah. we heard. He was a bit dirty, a bit dirty on you. Yeah, I know that. I mean, Elton El- El- only gives up the goods when you give him something back. What were you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had, a, we had an arrangement. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing... Uh, what you can hear if you just keep your ears open, Mark. <laughs> yeah, but I, but uh, you got, but you didn't get any quotes from him, did you? Yeah, no, I think yeah, there's a voicemail somewhere. He has <laughs> been a bit vocal over in London. He's just he's just returned here from uh, from this part of the woods. I know because he was here for the last show at the entertainment centre or something. Yeah. Mm. So you guys caught him at one of those one of those nights out. So, uh, actually, the the uh, Qantas Credit Union Arena these days. That's just what I call it. For, I haven't been there for a long for time. For those for those that haven't read the article, should we clarify what's actually going on? Mm. Uh, yeah. right. Was your article, boys? Come on, boys. Tell me. <laughs> so, uh, from where I'm standing, I think it's a classic case of tall poppy syndrome. 
where he's held off on you for a long time until, you know, the uh, the fruit's been ripe for the picking. And uh, he's gone right. So the, the I think I read the article. What was the exact words? The the the, the lemon's right for squeezing. Yeah. yeah, lemon worth the squeeze. <laughs> lemon worth the squeeze. Yeah, I think and he goes in to say that. And it's and it's it's all it's all about the naming right. The the just to clarify, yeah, he, but, um, he he was he was a bit concerned about your use of the term yellow brick road. Well, he didn't invent it. Uh, but he was the one who uh, who brought it into the vogue. <laughs> no, no, Frank Bohm brought it into vogue. He came up with the terminology and it refers to the gold-plated road that the Wizard of Oz was trying to encourage uh, Dorothy and her cohort to travel along to go and visit the Emerald City. So I actually think that, to be frank with you, um, pardon the pun, that I, on behalf of Frank Bohm, might actually counter-sue Elton John for plagiarising the name Yellow Brick Road. He doesn't own it. Well, let's play the voicemail. Let's, let's have a listen. Uh... Well, I wanted to go after him when he first started it, but my uh, legal team said to hold off until the, um, until, the, until the lemon was worth the squeeze or something. I mean, what a handsome lemon he is. <laughs> and now that he's got enough money to buy a house in Sydney, they thought, oh, well, it's time to get our money. Where is it? <laughs> what amazes me, it's all about money. <laughs> and actually, the Yellow Brick Road is not about that. The Yellow Brick Road is about uh, us uh, reaching our dreams. And if anybody in the world should know about that, it should be Elton John. And I'm actually very disappointed that Elton says that. So, I, I, I mean, I, I've, it's like I think this is some sort of, I don't know, resentful retaliation for rejection. R R R. I think I think you I think you and Elton need to, you know I think you need to fly over there to London. Sit down with him. Spend a bit of time with Elton. Maybe take him out for a drink, wine and dine him. Maybe back to his place with what's his husband's name? <laughs> so David Furnish. So Dave, hang out with him and Dave Furnish, and uh, and and, and really and really hash this whole thing out, Dave. What do you see what Just see what <laughs> well, I'm I'm open to that. Like you know, I'm open to that. Like I I, I don't want to see a dispute over something that's. Like a treasure, yeah. a name like Yellow Brick Road. I mean, that's a treasure. We look. There's enough of Yellow Brick Road that we can both share it. So, so, so guys, what's what's the name of the, the publication you work for again? It's the Batuta Advocate. Yeah, the Batuta Advocate, Australia's right. oldest newspaper. Sure. And uh, where, where and, and where is Batuta? It is. Uh, it's exactly 87 kilometres due east of Birdsville, on the edge of the picturesque but very brutal Simpson Desert. <laughs> How many people live there? It's a seasonal population, but it usually uh, inflates uh, in the good years and deflates in the bad years. But uh, the workers live there. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the, what's the range? Are we from from zero to to anywhere between a few dozen to a couple thousand? Wow! So a densely populated area then. How many people you reckon come down during the races? Ten thousand. I wasn't there for the races. <laughs> Probably about. Yeah, it fluctuates. Yeah, sure. So, guys, look, if you haven't already worked it out, um, Batuta Advocate is a satirical publication run independently by the two chaps to my right. Um, they, they, you know, we, we decided to do a little, poke a little fun at Dad and, and Yellow Brick Road last night when we broke the story. Um, I mean, it's, I wanted to highlight what these guys have been doing for the last 18 months now, which has just been brilliant. You know, like when I have 10 minutes at work and I want to relax, um, take my mind off things, I definitely jump onto the Batuta Advocate and read all the, the funny stories and, and piss takes that are going on. Um, the boys, you know, knock, you know, they've got a small team, but they're knocking out two or three artic- articles a day. 
and each one is as funny as the other. Um, they're taking the piss out of all sorts of things, politics, current affairs, financial services. <laughs> um, it's a great read and, and the boys are getting some good traction. So, look, I wouldn't mind hearing your story. Like, I mean, you know, and, and they, they're they friends of, of, the, of, of the more Chili's boys that came to us a, a few months ago and I think these kinds of stories where we have the opportunity to have a laugh are, are great to explore. Um, but there's also a serious business behind what they're up to and, and they've also got some interesting insights. My, in chief, commercial of, my chief commercial officer last night, Nick, at Yellowbrick Road, yeah. sent me an email <laughs> from our head of PR at Yellowbrick Road. Was, did they get him? Yeah, no, they, uh. they, said, they said, you know you've made it mm. when you've been talked about in the Batuta Advocate. Absolutely. And I wrote back, yeah, it had nothing to do with you guys. Well, the funny thing is, is like, you actually, like, I mean, you know, a lot of people do catch on quick, but... Um, I think they, the boys had even had the Today Show going about an article they wrote um, regarding a parking officer giving his own car a ticket. <laughs> Cam Williams broke the story, and I'm using inverted comma signals here, broke the story on, or re-broke re the story mm. on the Today Show, believing that the article was actually fact. Are you serious? Yeah, actually, actually a factually correct thing. Um, and they had, they had a good laugh at the parking inspector. They even cut over to their guy in the UK, and he had a laugh too. Um, and then Media Watch, who follows the media, um, basically got you know stuck the knife into the Today Show for being so stupid as to as to um, re-break a, fo- a, a, a satirical story written on Batuta Advocate. Well, then you know Batuta, <laughs> the Batuta guys. Um, what are your names again? Let's tell you. I'm Archie, and this is Charlie. Here. Okay, guys, you know you've made it when um, ABC Media Watch actually starts talking about you. Yeah, yeah. it's happened a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I'm actually interested in that because um, first and foremost, I mean, let's just be clear, you have a satirical publication online which pumps out a couple of stories a day. Is that right? Yeah. Right. And I, I, I'm interested actually to know what your business model is, how your, your model works, and I would be interested to also know what your strategy is behind this. I mean, what, I mean, it's, it's sort of new age in that you are using online, but that's not new. A lot of people are doing that. Mm. Um but it's uh, you're, you're what you're doing is using the, that um, technique of satire, mm-hmm. which has been used before. I mean, I'm, Paul Hogan did it many years ago, and, and a lot of people have done it. Russell Coit. Russell Coit. <laughs> but you put these two things together: yeah. comedy, yeah. Sat- satire, and online. And as I understand, you've you got a million uh, hits or downloads a month or something. What you got yeah. like a million users? Yeah, what, a million, million readers a month. Million readers. Plus, you know, that fluctuates. Some are, you know, some is always big. Um, better this year when we don't have, you know. ISIS popping up out of nowhere. That was hard to break through that news cycle yeah, yeah, yeah. twelve months ago. But um, you know, we've got we've got a following now. We've kind of forged a little bit of a slice of yeah. the uh, of and the news cycle. It's also going to be a bit harder this year because we lost um, our prime minister, who used to be a lot of material. Oh yeah, used to do all of our work for us. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't write that. Couldn't write that stuff, man. No, but you'll yeah. find someone else. <laughs> yeah. I seen Can't a re- I, I've just noticed. I just noticed on your website uh, last night. Uh, you actually already picked up on the texting stuff. So yeah. uh, I mean, that, that was pretty clever, actually. Um, I got, could I ask you, uh, uh, what I'm curious about is that um, um, you've got a million followers. Do you think the million followers, uh, more million readers, um, are valuable in terms of your business model? And what I mean by that is would someone give you value for your million readers or is it or would they just say, look, it's really just a fun thing and the, va- the million readers are not valuable to say, a sponsor or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's what we're, we're getting to that point now. I mean, since we started, um, the readers probably weren't as valuable when we first started because a lot of them fell for the news. It was really subtle with the Saturday. Now, we're getting a bit more blatant now because everyone knows what we're about, you know. 
We ran a story, mm. you know, local dad forced to drop own son from family cricket team ahead of Christmas, you know, and everyone went wild for that. And they know what the, they know what the, the format is. And that's always paid for itself. Um, but, you know, in terms of uh, feeding us, we've kind of, um, we have gone down that path of, uh, you know, offering value to different brands and, and that's kind of uh, so it's a brand play, and, you, and you're doing yeah. it in a different sort of way, right? I mean, like as a you know the whole Fairfax model, like you know, run serious articles and and then just jam up the site with ads, right? But you guys are sort of you guys are sort of working the brands into the the actual subject matter of your content, right? Mm, yeah. So I mean, so it's know, in the, program. It's sort of yeah. in program. Yeah. yeah. So like, what was the one that I read? Yeah, Barnaby Joyce taking you know um, selfies up there and on on in the winter Sunday somewhere or something on the beach and all his legs yeah, in, the, yeah, in we, the budgie smugglers. Yeah, yeah. Budgie yeah. smugglers are a brand that are yeah. quite willing to openly be aligned with us. It's all like yeah. Aussie bums. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're, yeah. they're 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 a bunch of um, Sydney blokes who've got this. You know, they got all you'll, you'll see all the footballs wearing them. They got the Aboriginal flag speedos and uh, yeah. they've got right across the NRL and and they do quite well. Um, so they in, in dad bod land. It's not really a dad, gay uh, brand. It's not really a gay brand per se. It's more yeah, of a kind yeah. of you know, don't wear that at the beach, dad. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> annoying dads. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, 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 I thought he'd get worse as he got older, but he, he used to wear budgies when we were, when we were younger. Maybe it's because your, your rig's gotten no, worse. Mate, Nick, <laughs> these are from you. No, hey. these are your, you bought me these for Christmas. Yeah, but you don't. But you don't wear the budgies anymore. You wear the board, nah, 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 board nah, shorts. No, no, no. budgies aren't cool anymore. Like, yeah, but yeah. also the rigs. Know, the rig doesn't really look <laughs> so good in the budgies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, we, um, we, we, we work with them. They're happy to be aligned with us. And we'll, you know, that story we ran about Barnaby, because, you know, we're flooding out in Western Queensland where Batuta's based. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we, we'd, we'd photoshopped and we uh, got a photo of those, you know, those hot dogs or legs. And it was these, yeah, 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 hot dogs these blokes' legs, yeah. legs and with the budgies. And we said Barnaby had gone up there for a visit and done a little selfie for his, uh, for his voters. And, um, <laughs> And he, you know, he ended up sharing it, saying, "I can't confirm this is me." You know, that that was great for that brand. Um, oh, he did, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, he, he's, you know, we, we. So he didn't mind having a crack. We headbutt yeah. with uh, Barnaby a bit, but we all get on. Um, Do you know him? Uh, well, we've we've corresponded with his people. We went down to Canberra for the Libs Bill um, and met all those blokes. So uh, they, yeah, they, yeah. they they were uh, right at, they were right out the front. Of camera, <laughs> first the first lip spill. Yeah, they weren't, <laughs> weren't actually didn't actually make it into Parliament yeah, to, cops to talk to anybody, soon. but they yeah. did manage to get an interview. Well, cameras and stuff. Or, mm, yeah, yeah. It, spoke to Jackie Lambie. We had Lambie, Clive, <laughs> and Carl, and, and spoke oh. to Carl Stevanovic. He yeah. spoke to the reporter that was actually covering the spill. Yeah, <laughs> but we got we got all those journos because it was yeah. kind of they wouldn't let us into Parliament yeah. House to cover what was happening in the spill. But we, you know, cops said no. AFP just said get out of here because we had the <laughs> giant Akubras on. <laughs> camera yeah. the microphone so yeah. we went down to the today show set up and sunrise was next door and we just and, uh, pinched every talent that every bit of talent that came off from an interview we'd grab them and they and they didn't know who the hell we were no. that was february last year gorilla Ch- charlie yeah, no, charlie we, uh, keeps character particularly well like he's, <laughs> he's got this very straight dry uh witty sense of <laughs> like you get like yeah J- jackie lambie there and she I, i'm pretty sure like no she was uh was she, you know, uh, <laughs> you introduced her as a Palm United Senator. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, she's in the Yeah, I didn't tell any of the crew or Archie or anyone, and they said action, and I was like, all right, this is a Palm United person, uh, Miss Jackie Lampion. She's like, oh, I'm an I'm an independent from Tas Tasmania these days, and I was like, ah, oh, 
<laughs> Jeez. Get the late mail in Batuta, Jackie. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that's news in Batuta, Jackie. It's <laughs> <laughs> like. One and but Clive, you know, Clive Palmer, 100% thought we were real. He was yeah. answering questions. That's we were right, asking yeah. him about. Yeah. Not hard to get to Clive, is We were it? asking yeah. him about a North Queensland <laughs> succession. We were like, when's North Queensland going to break off, mate? And all this kind of stuff. What are you going to do about the dingoes in Western Queensland? They're eating all the, all the sheep. And he goes, mate, I said it when I was at the Liberal Party. We need to build a fence from the top to the bottom. And it cost about $15 million. But, you know, if the National yeah. Party comes yeah. out, go, come on. This guy, <laughs> I'm going to build a fence halfway across the country and it's going to cost me $15 million. It's like, well, are you just going to buy the top wire? <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't even cover the labour. <laughs> if you could get out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so. How long have you guys been doing this and what's your background? About a year and a half. What was your background before um, this? I uh, used to work as a journalist and I used to work in consumer affairs and had a go in advertising and it's just kind of spawned itself on the side. Which one's Charlie which one's Argy? I'm Charlie. You're Charlie. Okay, Argy, where were you from before? I'm, uh, I'm from, well, we, we were all products of um, the uh, media Media factory of Charles Sturt and Bathurst, I and mean, same with those more Chili's boys. We all came out of there. I, I did radio. Charlie did print. So I had a little bit of a flutter with the uh, the old stereos and and that kind of stuff, and uh, went out to Broken Hill for a little start out there on Hill FM, and then was out of there in two weeks. It'd be like wake and fright, and then came back here and got into campaigning, NGOs, a um, bit of political stuff, but um, the blokes we were with kind of wanted to do something new. The you know the the, the bosses I had at the time. Would, Jumped on with them, and um, Charlie and I had already teed up with a bit of satire by then, and so they wanted in. So it's a three-way thing between us and, and a group of um, other blokes who work in uh, across the board. They're just entrepreneurs in, um, in you know, campaigning, uh, yeah. fashion. They've got a whole lot of stuff going on. We're a bit of a portfolio for everyone involved. Because... And you'll draw wages. That is, I guess. I mean, major yeah. wages. I mean, and, and and what's your goal? I mean, what do you want to? I mean, who you, who you want to take down? Like in in competitive terms, in what, platform terms. Um, I mean, the, there's there, there's a few others out there. There's the you know, uh, but they're. Well, they're solely political a lot of the time. Australian mm. satire. The Chaser Boys were good at the cultural stuff, mm. but um, you know, no one's really cracking those jokes about. Um, Do you think it's lost a bit? The uh, the you know, because I I I, I pine yeah. for stuff like what you guys put yeah. out. Yeah, it like, isn't it isn't so much as trying to take people down. It's trying to be the best at what you do. Yeah. Quality. Yeah. Mm. And if I think you guys have a pretty unique spot in the market as well. If like, you're if you're the best at what you do, then you, you'll naturally rise to the top. Yeah. yeah. I think that's right. In any in any industry. In any industry. Yeah, in any industry. So that's your goal. So your 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 objective is to be the best at what you do. And I yeah. have to say look the stuff's pretty clean. Like I mean what I read it looks the website looks good. It looks sort of mm. well put together. It's well engineered. And the the content's good. So who does what out of you two? We, we're both writers. Um, yeah. We're both, yeah, we're both running point on that. We, you know, we're dealing with clients and, you know, um, like I said, we're part of a, a bigger group. Um, but, you know, we're two of the three directors in in, in uh, what we've got going on. So we, um, we're running point on that at the moment and and there's just enough going on for us. You know, like there's just enough of us to go around. At a million, you, a million readers, do you uh, break even or you, what do you got to do to the get The website does and yeah. what we get, we get, we get a bit of a... Um, we Infident. feed off we feed off the client oh, right. the client end. Um, so you know, like I said, there's Budgie Smuggler, but there's a few other ones that probably don't want to be aligned with us. 
so up we, front. What, what kind of guys? I mean, I don't know if you can mention these guys' names, but I mean, like you know, what, what kind of mainstream brands? I guess or well-known brands are sort of uh, 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 hitting you guys up. You mentioned a couple to me the other day. I mean, mm. can you, can you I mean there's a few others. We probably you know like they're just it's kind of part of the arrangement that they'll appear in the articles. And so we probably I, won't I mention a lot them, of people. A lot of, a lot of like you know, and often they're PR agencies acting on behalf of the brand. Yeah. yeah. Telling telling us, oh, that doesn't fit with yeah, this yeah. and that. And I said, well, what is what is the family? Ethos, that, like mm. I mean, well, honestly, the kids, some of the kids that I meet, like that are under the age of fifteen, yeah, some of the rudest, crudest little yeah. dudes I've ever met. My yeah. life. I mean, like what, right. what, you know, like I mean, they're not sitting at home watching um, Little Mermaid, you know, yeah. I mean, they're watching, mm. the, you know, watching all sorts of reality TV. Yeah, yeah. I mean, reading your stuff is pretty mild compared to some of the content they're exposed uh, to. You we know? get we get pretty crass, you know, and, yeah. there's, and there's, there's certain articles will just go full bore. You know, and yep. <laughs> and that's that's probably the trickiest thing with clients because sure. we're, we we're not ready at, we're not at the position yet to compromise for them just yet. Yeah, um, that's why we kind of keep it under wraps. But my Aaron point Williams is, like, was, you know, that your I mean, your audience is their audience. You got a yeah. million people reading the Batuta every month, right? Yeah. Mate, they're the same million people out there buying, yeah. you know, um, stuff from Rebel Sport, buying, you know, yeah. uh, they're buying Aaron, Aaron Williams. They're, they're buying all the stuff that people yeah. are selling. Yeah. You know? We, um, we um, well, you know, what you're saying is true. We've got, you know, we could get 200,000 readers on, on an article this afternoon um, yeah. and that's going to be more readers than you'd get on a mainstream yeah. fishing show slot, you know. Um, yeah, sure. That's the difference. They've got to be, a brand's got to be willing to, um, yeah. to kind of maybe get a bit edgy or maybe cop it but you know it's good because we don't have to we don't have to actually fully acknowledge them mm. old mate you know dad or cricket story or anything a uh, story about Barnaby Joyce on the beach um, in his budgie smugglers we could have you know it wouldn't have meant it wouldn't have been much for us to say he was having a swigger something or other sitting next to him as you know a beer yeah, yeah. Type or you could just play something there yeah we got a story we got a story storytelling that's what they're trying to do with these ads is a 30 second ad that you're trying to they're trying to convey a story and it's a pretty hipster kind of Gen Y word, the storytelling of, you know, of advertising. But, but at what point do you start to introduce these things or, or, and look like and not look like you're compromising? Oh, I think we've... Um, we've it's all part of the craft. Yeah, we've tarnished yeah, yeah, a so lot where, of So where do you... I mean, how, what is the craft? I mean, how, I mean, we've got people listening to this. Well, for example, you know, when, when you sort of watch or see a traditional form of advertising whether that be in a newspaper or on the radio or on television, you've, the advertiser's got about 30 seconds max to convey their message to you. Where What we've been doing is, is that it takes, on average, from our analytics and, and whatnot, it takes about two to three minutes for the average person to get through one of our articles. And it, if we're able to continually uh, give them our message that entire time and give them the option to click off the page to our sponsor's page or someone who's paid for this sponsored content, you know, that's much more engaging and valuable than having it just on air when you're stopped at a red light. So we saw an example, like, you know, the article you did about Yellow Brick Road now? Mm. I was only thinking to myself when I had my arm pointed out, I don't remember the photo. Did that one get, by the way? About twenty thousand reach that we read. Yeah. We probably won't get the full analytics until yeah, later for some today. free advertising. But, yeah. what, I, but I was, what I was thinking to yeah, myself, yeah. for example, invoices is, in the mail would have been, <laughs> would have been a, a good opportunity. I mean, something like your readers would like to see if I had a grouse watch on, like mm, a, yeah. Yeah. you know, an IWC watch, yeah, yeah, and yeah. an IWC, and you could easily get away with that because yeah. mm. your readers would love, would aspire to have one of those watches, yeah. if, you know, fifty grand watch, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But also, you can nearly put 
and did you notice the watch mark Boris had on? Yeah. Go yeah. to the IWC panel. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, see, that, that's what, you, what you're talking about there is pretty blatant. Um, yeah. But you get away with that. Yeah, you could get you could get away with that. Easy peasy little line at the bottom. We'll do that with our own merchandise sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, like it, it's more subtle if we say uh, Mark Burris was, was furious, so he sat down, you know, after half a bottle of Bundaberg rum, he was ready to talk to Elton John, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. And negotiating off, off yeah. Elton John, uh, he's watching Return for yeah, the Drop yeah, yeah. Cases. Or, yeah. 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 or sell the watch for the legal fees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if he had to fly over to England to answer his case, you know, he only flies on Qantas because yeah. he can get the air miles. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> So and that's your model, isn't it? That's, so that's your yeah. craft, yeah. weaving, and we, and we, weaving these well, things in. Between those things and the writing, because, you know, mm. uh, end of the day, Batuta Advocate could could have, a, you know, last few months, you know, millions of readers, um, um, you know, there was, a million, there, was a million, there was an article that a million people read last month. One article? Yeah. So, what uh, was that article? Uh, it was uh, on gun control, uh, the... Uh, Australia had to live through another day of its oppressive yeah. anti-gun regime. Yeah, Australia, Australia enjoys another peaceful day under the, oppression, the oppressive regime of gun control. <laughs> and that went fucking gangbusters. Yeah. Like, you get yeah. the... This is nothing but goddamn Aussie chest beating. You motherfuckers <laughs> don't understand anything, you know. This is freedom. Good luck yeah. when someone breaks in your hand. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> we were just... That was a bit of, you know, that was a bit... We were, bit, we were being a bit naughty with that one, but, like... You know, it's the easiest thing for Australians to um, agree yeah. on. So yeah, our absolutely. audience, everyone's across it. We're all yeah, yeah. down, and the Americans yeah. are off it, and went right around the world. So how so. would you get? How would you make a quid out of that though? Now, how, I mean, what did you try and make a quid out of that? Yeah, I mean, we well, would have had to line up a brand and <clears throat> have them on retainer, and their, their story could be the million dollar story. But well, yeah. so do you do that um, after you? Do you do that before? On um, on, on every piece of unsponsored content that we would write, uh, we use um just uh third-party advertising, so we have ads on the, the website which are d- d- delivered to you sort of based on your browsing history, so... Yeah. <clears throat> that email to you or something? Because like, you, you yeah. guys ask for your if, email um, or sign up and what, or when you get... If, um, if you've been browsing airfares or hotels, then you come to our sort of website, then you'll be seeing ads about oh, yeah, just airfares the banners, uh, and yeah. hotels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty big brother. They know your yeah. stuff, but Google's yeah, going to yeah. know your stuff anyway. Yeah, 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 Google. It does return quite uh, quite well, but, you know, it's, 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 it's not really... It, it isn't a cash cow, yeah. per mm. se. Like, there's no... But there's uh, some science in, yeah, in the sort of... Software and the algorithm sort of yeah. sitting around. Yeah, that's, who's that, reading and what that was a five thousand dollar day just off that um, with that story. So, oh really? Yeah. Um, oh, so you can block all that stuff now with that um, ad blocker. Yeah, you can, now. but uh, we've, we've delivered it in a you way. You can, that, Nick. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. not yeah. everyone well, does. Yeah, not we, and we've delivered it in a way that it's a, it's a third party, so it's not necessarily it's presented as um, yeah, sure. other content that they could. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, oh, the, na- the native stuff for sure. The stuff yeah. you're reading in the yeah. no way. Yeah, well, yeah, that stuff. But I mean, the stuff that you know, the stuff in the side banners and yeah, no, but you'll occasionally you'll you'll see the different suggestions from across the web. Yeah, that's not necessarily advertising, but yeah, sure. What do you do with social now? I mean, your your things by nature is social anyway. But like, mm. what, what? How does? How do you interact with uh, Twitter and Instagram? And that's our, probably that's our biggest kind of yeah, um, presence. But and then again, the, the numbers on social media don't equate to the readers and analytics. And that I think that comes down to the outback thing. There's a lot of people emailing us around. There's a lot of that. What we, do you mean? So we've you know we're a Twitter advocate. We're based in the 
Channel Country, Diamond Tuna Shire, whenever we're in public, we've got the Akubras on and that's, you know, we're doing this whole um, regional thing where we're, you know, we're hard, you know, everyone's everyone's picking on us and we're the last independent newspaper and, you know, why won't Malcolm Turnbull sit down and talk to us but he'll bloody sit down with, you know, Lee Sales or something like that. And, yeah. And the Bushies love it, you know. What he did, when Peter, every time Peter do something with, um, you know, shearing or something along those lines, we'll check, yeah. we ran a story, what was it? I did a story about a year ago. This is the last time that they were getting up the farmers for. Uh, uh, there was swearing. There's someone swearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of there was a bloke in a wool shed who uh, who went a little bit ham on this poor you. And said, oh, get out of here, you bitch! Come on, come and get your medicine. This, <laughs> is, this, this is not satire. Yeah. This is a real story. No, yeah, this, 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 this is a real actually happened, and then tried to sue him for swearing at it. And then, and then we it. had this uh, <laughs> animal rights group saying, "No, no, no! You can't be using that type of language when you're talking to a sheep." It's <laughs> yeah. a real thing. That was that was the, 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 the real news. And then I, I wrote an article that afternoon about a bloke in Lightning Ridge who uh, is being investigated for racially abusing his Angus cattle. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you black bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he's... He black was, Angus, and, mate. <laughs> black Angus, and then yeah. And then he was yeah, going right. on and then he, 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 was, he was like, no, nah, but why are you having a go at me? I said, oh, people like you, you know, you've, you farmers have had it too good for too long. You really wind them up, and they they do love yeah. it. Yeah, and they just. Hey, do you get sued much? Uh, we get a few people corresponding with us, but we um, just angry letters mostly. Yeah, yeah John Eels wasn't too happy about that. Um, ISIS. I know. I think that if <laughs> we said John Eels said uh, Australian-born All Blacks fans are worse than ISIS, which was <laughs> did uh, he say that? No, no, no. no, no. Well, that was just us. <laughs> you know, we getting involved in the Rugby World Cup, and you know, he ended up having to clarify. No, I didn't say that. And, <laughs> no, but no. The only reason though that he had to clarify that is because the cab driver he had in London had read the article, and had said, "Oh, Mr. Eels, you're a very naughty man. What did you say?" Everybody reads it between. And then, <laughs> and then he was like, I "Love your Indian accent, yeah. cab driver chap." Yeah. He goes, he goes, goes, oh, he goes. I didn't say any of that. Yeah. And then, and then yeah, he had, yeah. and then he had so to hop a, on the He's got the a bloke in broken English explaining to him in a cab in London that. He'd said this and that, and, yeah. and he went. Do to you guys have fun with this? We do. It's great fun, it and we get fun. we get the chance to advocate on things like gun control. Something we all kind of mm. agree on. We said, why not? Well, let's stir the pot on this one. But also uh, take the piss out of something that's just ridiculous. Mm, like yeah. you know, mm. I mean, some stuff that you know that people like. You know, the whole Chris Gale thing got blown yeah. way out oh. of proportion. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, you guys, you guys wrote a funny article about it. Really, let's not say too how, much here. This, this you might be at the center yeah, of a it, you know pedestrian yeah. mummy article if we go on about Chris Gale for too much longer. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we just went off the other end, and then you know, just because he's, you know. Because everyone was having a go at him because, yeah. you know, he's a bloke asking a, a girl out. And I was like, let's just deconstruct this and talk about his penis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because, <laughs> be, because at the end of the day, this is just, the thing that's causing the biggest just problem to, here. Just to bring balance into the story. Well, you know I mean? yeah. You're trying to bring balance back to the whole, yeah. some perspective. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because yeah. so at this stage, the momentum against him, isn't it? Mm. Do you want to tell him what, uh, what was said about Chris Gale? Charlie? <laughs> No. The baggage handler, baggage handler found uh, Chris Gale's box in uh, Sydney Airport, and it was roughly yeah. 
Yeah, he uh, he op- he opened it up and uh, had his yeah, clothes in it and his box that protector he, for the cricket he, <laughs> that he wears. And he took a picture of that and he put it up on Instagram. And it was quickly taken down, but then one uh, internet user was able to uh, determine, uh, you know, the the length, the girth, and <laughs> the weight. Of, his, of um of what would usually be inside that box. <laughs> it was equal to a, a small fox or something. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, yeah, it was, it was. I think we can leave it there. Sight yeah. of a hole. <laughs> I said our headline was: yeah. Wait, when you see when you see how big uh, Chris Gale's protector box is, you'll realise why he's so confident. And that was the uh, yeah. that was the angle, and that went wild in cricket land. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we hit each different market, and um and, and certain brands can um can get on that. Um, and it's, you know, we, we, you can deal with this. There's like, you know, if we can get, if someone gets through HR, someone, there's no HR to get through with us. Um, yeah, yeah. if someone wants to go directly from a brand straight to us, it's Three Rivers is the agency we built off the back of Batuta. And that's where we, um. Oh, you got an agency as well? Yeah, we got a little yeah. agency off the back and, um, uh, a bit of a Batuta Labs kind of thing. And if someone wants to jump off, jump on, get us, you know, we're not media types as well. You can get those numbers mm. on one email. I can guarantee you, if, you know, this will go live in 48 hours. If someone wants to email us shortly after listening to this, mm. um, threerivers.co, um, they can, we, you know, I can guarantee we'll, we can meet them for a beer in 24 hours after that. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, and, and then if we, you know, if, if everyone gets along and everyone's happy, then we can, from that point, have a story out their door from yeah. that afternoon. Like, that's yeah, how you we can work. spin it on a five cent piece, which yeah. is a big advantage. Yeah, being yeah. small relative to the big guys, and also you don't have all the politics to get through. Yeah, I mean uh, Charlie's come up through one big switch. <coughs> um, he's spent oh, yeah. time with them, and that they're a bit different in that they have their story for media providers, um, and then they they organise a way for that to be to, for that work both parties. We kind of have the publication ready for for their story. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so. Mm. Um, it's just native content, three, native advertising. Three Rivers, Kat. What, what's next for, for you guys, boys? Well, uh, well the, uh, the the Three Rivers story pretty much is that there were lots of people who uh, who really liked the Batuta Advocate and uh, who really wanted to uh, to talk more to, to us about it, but they didn't want to do it in public, really. So mm. we do have a lot of brands now which are associated with the Batuta Advocate. There's a, a couple which are happy to be out out and about with it and there are quite a few who would mm. prefer to uh to keep the relationship a bit under the table mm. uh but uh to, to cater for those people who liked what we were doing off the side we created this agency where we'd be able to you know create content along the same lines but you know have that australian uh sort of Addition to it, yeah, where it's, where it's, uh, like Australian larrikinism. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, and that's sort of slowly getting uh, jumped all over, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. In yeah, a mainstream, the Australian, yeah. the Australian thing. That's what I was, I've been saying to Charlie. Like, you know, we we offer an Australian Australian content. We can offer any kind of content. R and Williams is um, a brand that probably weren't as interested in being embedded in our actual stories, mm. but we went and wrote their spring summer catalogue with all the Australiana of the Flinders Ranges and that kind of stuff. And that's sure. that stuff comes easily to us and. And you probably, you know, you probably won't find a guy that's that equipped in in an agency somewhere that can write like he's from the bush or something like that. We 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 play with that and we work on that. Mm. But um, you know, we we do also do content, you know, externally for them as well. We do the websites, socials, um, emails, and that yeah, kind of stuff. It. I mean, you two guys are sort of you know, obviously Larrikins, and that's sort of what Batuta is about. Larrikinism, sort of like that. Um, do you lament that um, 
like I talked about global economies before, but like um, everything's getting washed into this becoming the same thing. Mm-hmm. Do you lament that, or do you just see it as a natural evolution? I, I think we're coming on? back. I think. Yeah, I think I really think that you know it. It's very important, especially in our sort of order of world, and especially in the world of advertising, that you don't lose touch of who you are and where you're from. Whereas you know you've got a lot of these massive companies in Australia now are turning to these huge international advertising public relations companies, and you know. They could be getting it done from a bloke down the street for an absolute fraction of yeah. the cost. But the, the thing is that a, a lot of these brands are choosing security over performance. It's more about don't, this is more compliance yeah, related yeah, well, like, uh, PR or whatever. Well, like this is <clears throat> this is a very new world for everyone. And if you have a person who tells you they know exactly what they're doing, then they're full of shit. Mm. <laughs> I mean. We're uh, we're pretty early on in what we're doing. We're just trying to find our feet, and we've been hitting some good targets. So yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get very concerned. I mean, iconic people, and I mean, I'm a good mate of John Cornell. Yeah. That that sort of humour and satire and fun, yeah. that Australian stuff, is slowly getting diluted. Yeah, and I know what you're saying, Mark. We actually, yeah. I mentioned this to Nick the other day, and I said it was a good discussion point for us today. I, I think there was a while where I felt the same, you know, because we grew up on Russell Coit and Kath and Kim and, and you know, all those kind of Russell things. Coit. And before that, there was Norman Gunston and then <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Barry Humphreys and, and Paul Hogan, not even necessarily satire. There was, you know, there was a few other ones. It was Kingswood Country. There was yeah, yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. That's, I think the that's castle. coming back. I think you, you can't lose that because... Every year, at some, every Boxing Day, everyone's sitting down to watch a match of cricket. So tell me, you know? do you think it's coming back? It could, I think I think online, why, you know, there why? was a little while there where we thought it was done, where it was, we were going to lose everything or it was going to be diluted, as you said, to the NBA highlights and the Kardashians. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a global thing that's, that's and also to a lot of people here. And also, um, don't, don't make an error type yeah, dilution. Yeah. In other words... Look, here's the four squares. You're the brand. You're sitting within the four squares. This is me. This is someone advising, you know, a big name, a global name especially. Um, you can't step outside that, mm. but basically they're doing nothing. Yeah. They're yeah. just saying the same thing over and over again, well, and they're all saying the same bloody thing. Mm. But it's a big thing to it's – it's a big risk. Well, they sell it to you as a big risk, and you start to think it's a big risk. I mean, I do it with my brand, Yellow Brick Road. I think it's a big risk, and I keep getting told by people – just be careful because you might piss off the banks or you yeah. might piss off the regulator. Um, yeah. Just be careful what you say, Mark. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, all of a sudden I get, I lose all the variables that I can actually put into some sort of campaign. Yeah. Mm. And I get uh, washed yeah, down to two or three. I get hamstrung, nothing yeah. comes. And like the wizard business was, you know, we got called up before the Advertising Standards Council, whatever you call it, two or three times. And I remember um, uh, when we did this campaign when in 19... 98 when it was during the dot-com boom. So everyone was sort of doing a dot-com. So we set up this business called wizard.com and like everyone else did. And we um, ran a totally different campaign. Uh, Jack Singleton from Jack Watts ran it for us. And it was uh, a negress. Um, well, well, the way the ad went was, I mean, it sounds pretty crap, crappy today, but it was pretty cool then. Um, there was this sound. You saw this, uh, the top part of a person's head. You didn't realise his head. You saw this being shaved. Mm-hmm. hair being shaved off but only short hair being shaved off and you didn't quite know what you're looking at and it was a negress's head and then and it revealed it was a girl 
we actually got a girl from the West Congo to come out here and we had to pay a lot of money to shave her hair off. Yeah. But, the, but, the, but and the whole idea was just to catch people's attention. You know, we looked like it was being shaved. And, uh, yeah. and then they throw us across to me saying, go to wizard.com, whatever, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty crude, relatively speaking. <laughs> but we got, we got, we got called. I see. I to, have you got this in a... Yeah, we, we should bring on. that up. Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 we, and we got called bet- and the chick actually, I remember, I actually remember being in the studio when we did it and the girl burst into tears when she finally cut all the hair off because oh. it was a big thing for her. Like she had this big afro going on. Like uh, she was a model yeah. and she had, all of a sudden she had a totally shaved head. Like we had to actually oh, no. placate her and so, so you know, <laughs> I, she got 20 grand for it or something. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <coughs> and uh, but we got called behind uh, b- uh, before the advertising council would come and we had to pull the ad because it was considered inappropriate. Yeah. But we could do that sort of stuff because I wasn't a public company. Got pulled, you know the the, the financial the baby slap it the the baby. Yeah, well, that's right. With Yellow Grave, yeah, we had a we, we did an ad two two or three years ago where mm. a grandmother sort of pretends to slap the baby. No, the baby slapped the grandmother. The gra- the gra- that's right, <laughs> the baby yeah, slapped yeah. the grandmother because yeah, yeah. she's she not doing a proper retirement plan for yeah. the family, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we had to pull <laughs> that one too. No, that's the, grandma, so the, 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 the grandmother was not slapping the babies. Around the other way. Yeah. But, but it, was a fa- well, it was a fake slap too. I mean, which baby yeah, yeah, yeah. slap? And I remember another time we did another one. We had this thing called um, the uh, Mortgage Beast in, um, yeah. uh, in the 2003 yeah. or four. And we had this sort of blob thing. It looked like a turd. Yeah. And, um, and there's another Jack Watts one. And uh, this turd sort of walks into a dining room where the whole family's sitting. They're all happy family eating their dinner in the dining room. <laughs> and uh, the turd's supposed to be the mortgage. Yeah. And uh, the, the turd walks up and has a piss in the corner. And the whole family's in shock. And you see steam coming off the turd. And this is a mortgage beast. And we got, we, again, I, I remember Ray Hadley rang me up and said, mate, um, I'm going to go to air with this. This is a disgrace. You had this on primetime television. Are you going to withdraw that? So we had actually end up having to take the turd out of the ad and uh, just sort of, or well, take the pissing part out. The turd just walks in and upsets everybody, <laughs> yeah. the mortgage beast. Um, but you, we, we, I wouldn't be able to do that sort of advertising today. Yeah. In Yellow Brick Road, because I've got banks and shareholders yeah, and everything. Or, or, you've got, yeah, and you've got broadcast guidelines as well. You'd have to keep whoever's who's playing it happy. Yeah. But, but you know, that, that's a that's a risk some people have got to have got to take as well with a brand. Like you know, we got you know, I'm not going to say which one. There's betting agencies that we're friends with, and 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 you know, but what's what's stopping someone from saying, pull your fucking head in, put one on the nose. You know, that's who yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're talking to the punters. You're not going to offend a punter. No, that thing know. is great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's the, uh, <laughs> and we if, can provide that. That's the difference. We own our, we do own our own distribution. And, yeah, and you're, not, yeah. and you're not constrained by those broadcast guidelines yeah. either. Mm. You're not but your clients are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the issue. I mean, yeah, someone like me, my, my yeah. business today, I, I'd find it difficult to convince everybody that we should do it because I'd have yeah. too many naysayers and everybody saying, you know what, Mark? You know yeah, we probably shouldn't be doing and that's that. Why Skittles well, are leaking their um, their adult ads. You know some brands yeah, yeah. Are, are leaking. Well, whoopsies, yeah. that was leaked. You know it was an ad that was hilarious, or, or an ad that was would have been effective, but it got vetoed. And then they, they go on and YouTube. they leak it, yeah. and then it just that's goes a clever thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Do you do that sort of stuff? No, we just we just publish yeah. it. No, let's <laughs> uh, it no, like the three rivers. Good. I mean, like, would you do that sort yeah. of thing? Yeah. Then, and then maybe the Batuta could talk about it. Yeah, yeah. no, we do guerrilla no, stuff um, as well. We yeah. it's, send it's, up press releases on behalf of people. It, it, it's really good to have the, the Batuta advocate as like the canary in the mine, where you know where it's. <laughs> I like that analogy. <laughs> it's been down there. F- for so long and it yeah. isn't dead yet. Yeah. yeah. So, so and the reaction to it's been really positive. So have you have you done demographic studies on your readers like they an age or they span? Yeah, they are uh, they. Seventy percent male. But yeah, sixty to seventy percent male. Uh, 
then it's kind of split down to the middle with education. Uh, there's either high school or there's either tertiary education, but that's usually split down the middle. And funnily enough, the most people who come to our website um, have a vested interest in entertainment and politics, which is exactly what we do. Exactly, what you but do. it's eighteen to thirty-five yeah. as well. The numbers. Um, what, are the, what, are, what are the what are the money the, numbers? Are like is it like 20, uh, twenty-five to thirty-nine or forty-nine? Is it where's yeah, the no, eighteen money? to thirty-five yeah. of the age? That's yeah, but yeah. that that's the money number. That, yeah. That's the, the, the money. Yeah. People, that's yeah. who you sell to. Yeah, yeah. not yeah. just you, but everybody wants to sell to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're, you're right on the button then. Yeah, mm. and and how hard is it to steer that? You're just keeping it in that territory. Well, we can't, you can't offend people, but I don't think we've ever gotten to the point well, where... It's, it's it's a good thing to promote a healthy discussion on a topic by, by reinforcing the beliefs of another people, but also at the same time really upsetting the other half of yeah, yeah. the people so they just go hammer and tong on mm. it. And, and they just generates. everyone has to throw in their two cents. Mm. Well, it's interesting like you should say that, Charlie, because like I was saying, you know, we might finish off with this, Nick, but because I'm, I'm getting the wind up from you. But um, and it's been great talking to you guys. But I, one of the things people say to me, why did you ever call the first business Wizard? And I always took the view, I really couldn't give a shit whether half the people loved it and half the people hated it, mm. as long as I had them having some emotion in relation to the name. Mm. And then it came. Then what it comes down to then is, do, what value do I give them? Because if they re, if they remember the name mm-hmm. for either hating or loving it, it does. That's the important bit. Yeah. And then then it comes down to what you give them. Yeah. And that, it comes down to the content after that. Mm-hmm. And I, what you're saying is, in terms of your of the Batuta advocate, um, it if you split the audience, it doesn't really matter as long as mm-hmm. there's a debate. Yeah. Yeah. Then they'll remember it. Yeah. I know, like I, but, um, I the Batuta advocate. It's very cool. I'm serious. Is I really enjoy it. And I've only been looking at it since Nick introduced me to it. But what's interesting is, as a result of what you did yesterday, I'm getting all sorts of texts and emails from people saying stuff about Batuta, which I didn't realise so many people look at Batuta. And these people actually probably sit a little bit above your um, age group that you just told me. They're, they're people in their forties, corporate Johnnies, uh, really mm. straight, <laughs> straight sitters, you know, and uh, uh, a couple of small fuckers too, uh, and. Uh, <laughs> Corporate Johnnies and smile fuckers. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's our next target. I mean, just, that's just, our next niche. Just, just, just lastly, like in, in that example, one of the first stories we ran that you know got up the over five hundred thousand reads off the bat in a couple mm. of days was, and you might have read it yourself, was uh, Victoria Bitter go undercover to take out the Surrey Hills Craft Beer Festival, and we said they changed their name to Vaucluz Bitter and went, <laughs> and went in there with you know young Henrys and that lot and said, uh, oh you know we're you know, had a narrative that they were two brothers from Byron that started brewing Vaucluse Bitter and they won the competition and got put in pubs across Sydney. And everyone took, everyone's saying, oh, that, that was the best campaign. That was Clemenger Melbourne for sure. You know, they were talking yeah, about all yeah. that kind of stuff and yeah, ended up yeah. getting a phone call from the bloke that I'd quoted in the article um, saying, mate, we're loving this. It's gone around the world and, and you know, that's yeah. um, that, that that was an yeah. early insight into what we can do with, um, with a bit of fun. Um, oh. And, you know, now we can do it with you. You know, that was what... Ten hours ago, we posted yeah. that one about you, and you've already got a couple of phone calls. Boys, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, stick around. We've got a, we've got a couple more guests. Yep. Um, and yeah, and again, thanks for coming in. And you know, I reckon we get you guys back in the next, you know, three weeks, four weeks. Or so, you know, run another article and poke some more fun at, at corporate. Yeah, we would help you with it too. We, we, yeah, if yeah. you want us to have a retainer, poke, you know? we, we, yeah. we enjoy it. We enjoy this sort of stuff because <laughs> we do. That's sort of what we do in the show a little bit. Yeah. So it's a little bit irreverent. Yeah. But we're trying to keep that alaricanism and that. Uh, mm. I like to be honest, that honesty. 
Mm. You know, like that no bullshit fake, non-fake, no bullshit. Yeah, we're exactly. trying to be. I mean, and to some extent it, it sort of upsets a few people because we probably swear a little bit too much and uh, a bit more too much candid about what, giving our yeah. real thoughts. But that's mm. sort of what we like to do too. Mm. And to me it's a sacred thing. The Australian um, uh, rhetoric, um, um, irreverence, Mm. Um, Larricanism, etc. I love it. Yeah. Now I don't think you need to worry about that just yet. You know, there's, there's a few other people cracking jokes like us. We're mm. probably, you know, we're in the news space. But there's, you know, the brown cardigans and all these ones I think online. The te- I, th- I think the, the, the technology environment supports that. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, not, you we're not going to lose it. There's yeah. too many of us. Yeah. You know, that we yeah. love. You know, actually. I mean, fa- you can say whatever you want on Facebook. You can say yeah. whatever you want on in- Instagram. You can say whatever you want on the internet. Yeah. You know? So you've got that on your side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Looking forward. This is the week ahead. Dad's heading away next week, so we thought we'd um, we'd do an extra long podcast today. Um, split it into two. We'll do the you know we'll release the you know the, everything preceding um, what you know this this outro, and we'll do the second part next week when we come back. Yeah, technology at its best. That's right. How the, cool is that? The magic. The magic of. I don't want to say television or radio. The magic magic of podcasts, right? Yeah. That's, that's what they used to say on TV. Anyway, next week, catch it. This has been the Mark Boris Podcast. You can follow Mark on Twitter, at Mark Boris. And find out more at markboris.com.au. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.